When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival, it's arrived and it's arrived in a big way. Always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 and Barry Bowditch. Well, when it comes to Magic Millions, he's the man who runs it. And he joins me now to talk all about the continuing excitement as we head towards that magical couple of weeks. Barry, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Cam. We're almost there. It's very exciting. <laughs> I, I, look, I, apologies if I've already had this conversation with you. Chris Nelson and I have this a lot. But you, you've been around for a long time doing what you do. But this just feels bigger and better each and every week. And I'll, I'll even rewind a couple of days. The, the excitement around Boxing Day and what it meant for Magic Millions, in particular around Cool and Gatta, just seems to get it to new levels this year. Oh, I think the race day is building up extraordinarily well, like never before. The depth in these fields leading into it has been quite phenomenal all over Australia, all down the eastern seaboard. There's been plenty of horses trying to qualify and get into these races. And as you say, Cool and Gatta was extraordinary on on Sunday. And, you know, she's rightly deserves to be favourite, but there's plenty biting at her heels, heels that can do the job. And you only got to look at the fields here in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne on Saturday. There's plenty of two-year-olds running that are, that are vying for those last positions. Yeah, of course, when we talk two-year-old races, traditionally the Golden Slipper, the Blue Diamond, or the the Creme de la Creme, but to win, and it feels like this is building up. But it feels like this two-year-old classic, headlined by Cool and Gatta, but uh, Annabelle Neeson's got about sixty horses nominated for the for the classic in the two-year-olds. But it feels like it's going to be the deepest two-year-old race, and whoever wins becomes a legitimate legitimate champion, almost on the back of it. Oh, exactly. This race is it's a it's it's a race that has taken horses a long, long way. Whether it be through their broodmare career, their stud career as stallions, um, you know what they've done on the racetrack post winning this race. It's it's a race that indicates quality horses, and uh, I think this one could be could be something very special. Now, excuse my ignorance here, but the wild card races and the system that is set up, we did see one on on Thursday, uh, of course. Uh, probably didn't go for the favourite, as uh, I think a lot of the connections thought. In fact, to be fair, a lot of the punters as well. But these wildcard races, how, how many exactly are there? And when did it come into vogue? Because I love the idea of it, of trainers setting non-Magic Millions horses for these wildcard races to get in. What, what's the evolution of this series? Yeah, when we um, when we put the $10 million day together um, back sort of in 2014-15, we thought, you know, let's let's open it up a touch and let someone, you know, aspire to be part of the Magic Means and bring them into it. So um, James Cummings has become very good at winning the wild cards, not so good at winning them on the main <laughs> yep, day. He yep. hasn't won one yet. But, uh, you know, and obviously he kicked off with the sprint on all the... Valvolon on Saturday that'll lead us into the sprint on Magic Me and say the snippet sprint. And then we've got a, another um, four on Saturday. The last four races on the card in Brisbane are all wild card races that are eligible, obviously, to, to Australian horses that are not being sold by any other sales company. So the homebred horses or the horses we've drawn from our sales or something or didn't pay up for a race series and were sold by us, 
get that later chance to run in the in the older races, not in the two and three year old race, but any of those older races. And you know they're vying for a million dollars on the big day, so the wild card's worthwhile. You know, trying to trying to nab. It, it adds to it in, in, in my reckoning anyway. When, when someone like James Cummings, who of course won the Falvalon on Sunday and continually has some success in these wildcard races, but then goes to the big day and doesn't quite get the chocolates, it just seems, for, for me, it adds to it. It becomes a, a challenge that there are trainers and connections and owners around the country that will start to try and sculpt it a little bit more because it isn't as easy as winning a, a wildcard race and, and rocking up. There, there seems to be that added incentive when the biggest, and some of the biggest, James Cummings, of course, with Godolphin, continue to be able to get there but not reach the summit in the middle of Jan. Exactly. You know, I've, I'm good mates with James and Vin Cox and every year I have a bit of a giggle at, oh, <laughs> best of luck, boys, come back again next year and they still haven't pulled it off. So this year they're having a proper go. I see on Saturday they've got Kementarium, which is quite unique um, going to one of the wild cards because uh, we're selling two horses by Kementarium in the sale and then he became infertile, so we went back on the racetrack. So we could be selling his horses while he's running in the Magic Millions, which is um, quite extraordinary and it's never been seen before. Uh, just on that, and it, it is a quirk, and, and for punters around the country, and again, I speak through my pocket here, I was a huge, a huge Kementari fan. I dipped in too often. Then he rolled off to the barn, failed there, come back. I still didn't learn my lesson. The one time that I'm like, I'm out of the Kementari world, he wins down the straight at Flemington. It, it, it's, a, it's a quirky, funny story, whatever way you, you look at it. But is that, is that something you're going to push from a news angle in that actual week? Because these type of things don't happen a great deal. Oh, if he happens to win this Saturday, I think it'll yep. push itself. It's one of the great stories, you know, being able to sell a couple of quality horses by him and then uh, then have him running. And, you know, he, he's a, he was a proper racehorse before he went to stud. He he's was. come back and he's um, he's, 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 he's still very, uh, very he's, he's still out there competing with the best. And, you know, fingers crossed on Saturday, I think he's about a 10 to 1 shot. He can... He can put his head in front and win because it'll be a great story for the sale, for the, for the Godolphin, and I think just for the general media. Weirdly, 12 months on, uh, coronavirus is still way too prevalent for anyone's liking, but it does feel a little different in, in some aspects, and I'm assuming that the actual week is a lot different and a lot more full-on than it was 12 months ago when we were still trying to work our way through what it all means, who can go where, what you can do when it comes to restrictions and density and all the rest of it. How how bigger is 2022 going to be than what 2021 was going to be from the makeup of the week? Yeah, I think it's going to be huge, Cam. I think, you know, obviously we're very mindful COVID's out there and, you know, it's it's out there in force at the moment. But, you know, you put your restrictions in place, you you put your guidelines and recommendations in place and you do your best to keep everyone safe and and you run a real event. So, you know, we're we're having a big polo, Pacific Fair polo day with the show jumping on the Sunday and then we're going to we're going to kick off the barrier draw which is one of the great mornings down at the beach on on Tuesday the 11th just before the sale starts 2 hours before and and you know we'll we'll have a we'll have a full auditorium come Tuesday morning and and I think uh, well, Tuesday midday when the sale starts and I think we'll we'll pump through them for the next 5 days before we get to an extraordinary race day as we've alluded it's uh, it's something very special and having 10 million dollars plus go off on that day and 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 that's that's not not including the the 750,000 that goes off of Magic Millions bonuses the week before on Aquas Wave Day. So it's a huge week. Um, it's really exciting. And, and participation levels, whether it be in the sale, in the race day, or, or coming along to the events, looks really, really strong. And, and, you know, it's our job just to ensure people have a, have a great time. But, you know, we're very mindful to 
keep everyone safe and 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 do our best from a COVID perspective. As you would know, Barry, from our our, our conversations, I like to think outside the square. I, I'm uh, sometimes unrealistic with trying to be innovative around all type of sports, and uh, sometimes I have these really stupid ideas, and other times they seem to hit the mark. But I, I do want to know your your thinking or the thought process for people who may not know. Like the polo and the show jumping, how does that all link in? Where did that all come from? How did the first idea come to say, hey, you know what, on this Sunday, let's have the polo. Let's throw show jumping in, of course, for people who love their horses. They love show jumping. It's an incredibly exciting day or event, be it solo or part of the, the three-day equestrian event. How, how, did, how did this all come about to fit nicely? And it does in this particular week. I think from someone far smarter than me, Cam, like <laughs> Katie Page Harvey, she's yep. very, very clever, very innovative. And, and she felt there some time ago that, uh, you know, polo was a great fit given the fact that, uh, you know, we're all the lovers of the horse, we're all equine. It's just, the polo is a very social experience. It is. And, uh, and, you know, people go along, dress up, enjoy the day. There's no better place in the world to be up on the spit on a, on a beautiful summer's yep. day. And uh, and this year we're going to incorporate the show jumping in it. And what Magic Means try and do, it's all about the love of the horse. So whether you're whether you're buying or selling horses, or you're you're coming along to enjoy the polo or the show jumping, it's all incorporated in around the horse, which is important to us. And it just adds another bow to a fantastic carnival. Now, for people who may not be aware of where it is, where where is that? Where is the polo and the show jumping held? Uh, because you are littered at different locations around. The Gold Coast, of course, you, you speak about the barrier draw, so unique, so cool of an experience on the sand. There's events happening everywhere. Uh, polo and show jumping, where exactly is it held? Yeah, everything's a very short drive from each other. So obviously the surface paradise is where the barrier draw is held. And then uh, if you drive up north a few kilometres through Main Beach, you'll uh, you'll travel up the spit through Marina Mirage, past SeaWorld up to uh, Doug Jennings Park, which is the northern point of the the. Gold Coast Broadwater, the spit, and uh, and we, we've got a big park up there which we, we amp up for the day and deck out, and uh, you know it's just a great day. It's it's surrounded by water, and to see these beautiful horses and and great sportsmen compete, um, like these are rinky dink competitions. There's, there's there's people out there competing, um, and uh, you know the the show jumping's got great prize money to go with it. It'll it'll be a great day, and as much as it's a it's a huge social experience, it's it's competitive to go with it. Hey, how long, Barry? I know it's been a while, but how long exactly have you been a part of the Magic Millions and doing what you do? I've been at the company for 16 years, but uh, I've been in this role for just over four now. Um, yep. You know, it's been fantastic. It's a it's a great place to work. Obviously, Jerry and Katie do a fantastic job and, and we've got a We've got a great team and, you know, my job's just to keep making it bigger and better and uh, obviously that's the plan again in 2022. So the reason I ask, 16 years, 16 years have been a part of this. Do you still get on that Tuesday morning a sense of, I cannot believe we're doing a barrier draw and we're having horses canter down the sand with so many people. Like, do you ever, there, there are times in sport or in life, it doesn't matter how many times things happen, you still pinch yourself because it feels surreal. Do you still get that feeling? Because any any time I, I see the pictures and haven't been lucky enough to be there yet on the barrier draw, I think to myself, I know this happens. I know how cool this is, but it still stuns me. Do you, do you still get that living in the moment and, and doing the things that you do? Yeah, it's a great buzz. It's it's one of the, the great mornings of the Gold Coast. This is obviously a free event. This is our community event for the Gold Coast. So everyone comes along, watches these beautiful horses gallop down the beach with some of the best jockeys in the world on top of them. And then, uh, like, last year we had, you know, Surf Life Saving Queensland drop the trophy into the beach from a helicopter. Billy Slater ran the trophy up the beach. 
and then the barrier draw kicked off. These are these are images and moments that you know you you can't replicate, and uh, it's it, it's one of the great mornings. And obviously, you know the barrier draw is very important to these horses around the Gold Coast track, so you have a lot of nervous owners there. But uh, it's it's iconic. It's very Gold Coast. It's very Queensland, and you know it's very Magic Millions. And it's something we're thrilled to be able to pull off each and every year. Is Billy Slater involved again this year, or is there another uh, unique way of which the trophy will arrive? Ah, uh, we're not. You know, we're not exactly sure how we're doing it yet. Yep. Or if we are, we're not going to tell you. Fair enough. Um, but uh, but uh, <laughs> Billy, you know, I, can't, I don't think we can keep Billy away. Billy can't wait sure. to get up here. Obviously, he's a, he's a he's a he's a fantastic ambassador for Queensland, and he's also a fantastic horseman in his own right. So he's um he's a he's a big Magic Man supporter, and you know he's a he's a great part of our team. There's a million things. Do you have kids, Barry? I do. Okay, so I'm about to ask you a question similar to which one of your kids do you love more because there's a million things on you so heavily invested and do a great job with everything that happens. But do you have a favourite event or a favourite moment in Magic Millions Week? Each and every year, is there one that just stands above the others? Look, it's. I think my head's completely in the yearling sale, to yep. be honest, given that that's our bread and butter. And I think the moments that that creates, not just for the buyers, but for the vendors who invest so much money working through droughts and floods and mating mares and working so hard to get these horses to the sale. When they create, get a great result in that sale ring and you see them walking down the stairs from the vendor's box with a tear in their eyes, I think that's something that I find quite, yeah, it's quite humbling because, you know, you've put a lot of time and effort into getting these horses to this point and be able to facilitate their sale and, you know, give them the dream result is something that, um, you know, we aspire to do, you know, lot lot by lot. But, you know, when one falls into line and makes that huge amount of money, it's it's something that, you know, it brings a tear to your own eye when you see these vendors so excited. So I think, you know, there's plenty of moments like that through the when you have 1,230 lots. But, you know, it's something that I, I really enjoy. And obviously our team's very passionate about that so that that's my favourite part of the part of the week for sure. Do you feel a great sense of pride when a Magic Millions alum goes and wins a Group One or does something amazing over the course of the twelve months outside of the Magic Millions? So two or three years later, and you you got superstars winning big Group Ones. Like, do you feel a sense of pride? Absolutely, I get sick. I, I don't get sick of celebrating because it happens way too often. <laughs> but. True. Uh, but um, but it's um, you know, it's all part of it. We're 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 out there looking for these horses that we think we can sell well. But on top of that, we want to we want to find horses that the buyers can take home and and facilitate their dreams. You know, go to the best races in the world, win golden slippers, win spring champions derbies, or become the golden sixties of Hong Kong. You know, that's that's what Magic Means is about. And you know, whether it be whether it be winks or stay inside, you know, we're we're doing an incredibly good job. We're batting far above our weight and in selling these fantastic horses, but you know, it's all part of it and you get a huge kick out of it when you, when you see our next graduate win a group one or win a big race or just, or just win that race that the owners are aspiring to win. So well, you should mate. Can't wait for it. Have a very festive new year. I'm sure you get about five minutes off before the planning begins uh, for the next or the continues for the next couple of weeks, mate. Looking forward to uh, having a beer when I get up there in the uh, early part of the year. SCN track going to be there led by Andrew Bensley. We can't wait to uh, be on the Gold Coast in two weeks time. Good on you, Cam. Thank you. Beautifully done. Barry Bowditch, he is the man. He looks after and runs the Magic Millions, and we can't wait for it. Andrew Bensley's going to be there. Morning, sales, running it, events left, right and centre. The Paddo, we're sneaking down the Brisbane. Campbell Brown and myself are going to Sam Highland's backyard on the Wednesday. We're going to be at the Sporting Globe in Rubina on the Friday. It is all going. If you're in Brisbane, if you're in the Gold Coast or you're heading that way, make sure you come and say day.
and a man who won't have to say g'day because, well, he's going to be there working. His name is Chris Nelson. And on the other side of this, he is going to continue to count down his favourite Magic Million moments. Talking Magic Millions, we continue to push through it. Don't forget the Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has will and truly arrived. Always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You've got to jump on uh, hey, queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. And a man who's counting down his moments, of which there's about to be plenty more in a couple of weeks' time, is our very own Chris Nelson, who joins us now. Chris-o, good morning. Good morning to you, Cam. How are you this morning? Well, mate, how would you go to Ipswich yesterday? Did you find a winner? Yes. Uh, none of the ones we uh, tipped on the uh, on the early crow in the morning. We tipped two there, and they're still. Uh, I think they're still out looking for those two horses. But well, other than that, I think we found three others, but uh, not very good when you don't uh, announce them as good things. But a winner's a winner, I suppose. I, I will say that the, the one you were concerned about, drawn barrier 680, bolted. He was at uh, the oh. bridge, bolted him by six lengths. It was a good win. <laughs> yes, yes, it was a good win. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, a couple yeah. of winners. You added a quaddy, Chris. That's all that matters. We hey, had, we had the quaddy. It paid yep. forty-one dollars. So there you go. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> Sam Highland had one hundred percent at one hundred and forty-two. So he's one hundred and one in the in the negative right now after having the Ipswich quaddy yesterday. Uh, let's get into it because you have been counting down your uh, your top ten moments from Magic Millions history, and I'm just going to fire off number five, and you can tell me why it means so much to you on the back of this. Down the outside, Karuta Queen is the leader inside the 200. Schiffer can't get there at the moment. Pepper Jet's running home, but Karuta Queen is clear of the Magic Millions from Schiffer and Pepper Jet. And Karuta Queen makes it four from four, bolts in the millions. She was a beauty. She was. Uh, she had 20 starts, Karuta Queen, uh, Cam. She won six of them. Uh, she placed on a further seven occasions. But she was very popular because she was from Queanbeyan. She was trained by the old knockabout trainer in Neville Lake. Uh, she led from start to finish. And, of course, she was ridden by a star young apprentice on the rise at that time by the name of Tommy Berry. Now, she was purchased for only $30,000. And as you heard Alan Thomas say, that kept her winning record intact, in four from four. She went on to win at Group 3 level, and she earned over $1.8 million in prize money. She was a real speedy filly, and she was a ripper. All right, let's get to number four. And while I haven't got the audio, Bold Promise was a star. And not just when it comes to just one Magic Millions feature. Yes, between uh, 1988 and 1991, there were two divisions of the Magic Millions, one open and one for the Phillies. Now, she is the only or holds the uh, unique record of the only horse to win both Magic Billions in the same years. Now, she achieved that feat in 1991. She had an explosive turn of foot. Uh, she was sired by the Golden Slipper winner, Luskin Star. She ended up uh, in her career earning $1,670,000, and she, she won both of those races. You can get the video. It's hard to get the audio, as we know, but you've watched those, and she won them with that devastating acceleration. She was such a good filly. And she holds that unique record. How did that work? It was Saturday, Saturday, was it? I think it, I think at one stage it was Saturday and then midweek, oh, okay. believe it or not. Jeez. Yeah, so uh, a quick backup. Did, and did she end it? Because she won the last the last time there were two. Yep. Is that when they said, well, you know what? If this is going to happen, we yeah. may as well just combine? Yes, exactly. 1991 was the year. She won it, and that was the final time they did it, just between 88 and 91. Now, I must, I've must got to say this. When you win a big race, you got to party, and it's exactly what the trainer <laughs> of this particular star did. 
Then the Odeon Zodiac Miss, but Clan O'Sullivan's in front. The Magic Millions belongs to Canberra. Cooksley makes sure as Clan O'Sullivan spread eagles the Magic Millions field. Clan O'Sullivan beat Zodiac Miss. Quick snip third. Bolted in. Yeah, and you speak, Cam, of, uh, of trainer Frank Cleary, who celebrated that win until 5am the next morning. And then off, uh, off he went to the sales, uh, back to the sales to try and pick up another Clan O'Sullivan. Jumped from barrier 15 to win in 1992. Amazing natural speed. He led. He dominated the race. He won by five lengths. And that is still the fastest time ever run in the race. 108.46 on a firm two. Thank you very much, Cam. A firm two. Imagine the outcry we had a firm <laughs> two in this day and age. He went on to win the Black Opal, the Todman, and ran second in the Golden Slipper behind Burst. Yeah, hey, Frank got to the sales, obviously, after a 5 a.m. finish, but I'd love to know how long he stayed for. It's a big effort to get there, but was he an all day? Was he a stay or did he roll out at 10.30? Maybe a story for another time. Hey, brave warrior. Let's have a little listen to this in 1994. St. Covered's coming at the discreet lady. Brave Warrior's flying. St. Covered in front. Here comes the Queenslander. Brave Warrior. Yes, he's too good. Brave Warrior's got up to beat St. Covered and discreet lady. little extra intrigue to this because the jockey booked was not the jockey who won. Exactly. Chris Munts had a fall earlier in the day. Couldn't take uh, the ride on Brave Warrior. So Neil Williams uh, stepped up to the plate. Local Gold Coast jockey. He never won at uh, Group 1 level, uh, Brave Warrior, but he did win three times at Group 2 grade. Uh, he finished his career with eight wins and nine placings from his 22 starts, just over a million dollars in earnings. He was a very, very popular Queenslander. And that was Terry Bailey calling that race, if you didn't pick it up. I did, I did. Hey, uh, let's go all the way back to the very start because uh, not only was he dominant this day, but he was dominant both on and off the track for a long time. Snippets, but Snippets is going. Great guns, 100 to go. He's got them stitched. And Snippets is driving away in the run of the post. He'll win easily. Snippets first. Prince Anton flew and got second. And a name we continue to hear to this very day on race day, Chris O. Yeah, you're not wrong, Cam. My personal favourite, Snippets. He was an absolute cracker. He, he put the Magic Millions on the map. He won the race for the little-known trainer, Sally Rogers, back in 1987. Uh, Kiwi uh, Philip Smith, known then as P.B. Smith, uh, rode them that occasion. He scored a runaway win. And, of course, we know now he's got a race named after him on the big day, Magic Millions Day, the Snippets. He went on to win three times at Group 1 level. Once as a two-year-old, he won the AJC size. He won twice in open company, the Oakley Plate and the Galaxy. And as you mentioned or alluded to there, Cam, he's gone on to become an outstanding sire. Just looking at his record, 55 individual stakes winners, uh, winners and 119 overall stakes wins. And he's been an absolute... Uh, well, they couldn't get a better horse, put it that way, to kick off the Magic Millions. We can't wait for it. This just continues to whet the appetite for what's going to be a wonderful, a wonderful week. Looking forward to finally, Chris O, meeting you in person after <laughs> talking over the airways for the better part of 15 or 16 months, mate. And love the memories. Love going back through memory lane. Have a wonderful Thursday. Have a great new year. And we'll talk very soon in a 2022. Same to you, Cam. Can't wait to catch up. Beautifully done. Chris Nelson with his top 10 Counting down five to one, dominated by Snippets, a superstar on and off the track.